This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to another episode of the number one AFC Wimbledon podcast, The One Was Had a Dream. As ever, I will be joined by Danny Baker, and on today's episode, we will be talking about the Doncaster game. Uh, were the red cards uh, stupid from uh, Bugill and Biller? Uh, Johnny Jackson, is he doing a good job? Why are fans still on his back? Uh, then we'll discuss... Uh, question time. So we asked you to send in your questions to me and Danny and we'll answer them as honestly as we possibly could. Uh, we got some anonymous questions, quite a few actually. There was loads of people got involved in that. So thank you very much for sending them in. Uh, and then at the end, we'll discuss. Uh, we were going to do unpopular opinion, but I don't think we'll be able to get that done today. Uh, so Danny's got an idea regarding a selfies and we'll discuss that later on in the episode. So let me introduce the one and only Danny Baker. How are we? We good? I'm good, mate. Really, really good. Absolutely. Anyone who's working outdoors, I'm feeling your pain. It was absolutely bitter. House football today. Fourth. Absolute humdingers. It was, it was like, it was like saving Private Ryan. Do you remember house football when you were at school? Like every, you play no, against I, other schools and you I hate went, them. I house went to a public was, school. So. Uh, of course you did, yeah. Public, Private yeah. schools play house football, isn't it? It's all that Harry Potter stuff, isn't it? I mean, we had house rugby at my grammar school, but I mean, we, we're, the, we're the seriously educated. But it was no, lively. You've got all the kids who are basically competing against each other. Um, and it was absolutely bitter. And it was interesting because like, there was like own goals. There was sliding tackles. It was absolutely it's getting wetter and wetter. And it's it's a, Yeah, go on. Well, people jump in the cab, right? And they go, oh, this weather, right? And I have to pretend, yeah, yeah, it's a nightmare. Like, oh, You're like, cha-ching. I'm, yeah, I like, I'm like, I love it. Do you know what I mean? Like, the wetter, the better, to be fair. Just like my missus says. But... Uh, Jesus. So that's Jesus. seriously rain, rain and really hot weather is a cab driver's dream. But yeah, the, the rain at the moment is, yeah, I'm chinging it in. Obviously, I'm an intellectual man, as you know. Yeah. Man, the envy of many a Don supporter. Wanted to talk to you about fanzines. You yes. you you're a big you're a big fanziner? And can you remember any? Because I remember quite a few when I was at Wimbledon. There's a maybe one or two, but it, it is it a dying thing, the fanzine, do you think? It's, it's dying now, and I think it it 
it does it wouldn't work or serve a purpose in today's woke industry that we live in and the world that we live in uh because i would you... love to get an episode by the way i'd love to get an old copy of one of the old well, fanzines i was speaking to xavier about this because xavier used okay. to do them and oh, xavier... did he did he really i was gonna ask xavier, you who, yeah. who did which one did he do I'm not sure. There, there used to be low. I think there was like hundreds of them out. I remember the there used to be Yidaho. Yidaho. Hoof the ball Wandering up. Hands. Yep. And then obviously we got now like the historical Don, which was quite similar. Was there one called Sour Grapes? Did we have, there was another one. There was one recently during the AFC Wimbledon days. I know Jones and then put it together for one. It was one episode, I think. They wanted to do more, but obviously the, 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 work, the work that goes into yeah. it, you know about the podcast. Oh, like, podcasts are more like, brilliant. podcasts for me are like fanzines nowadays. Yeah. Why I always... Do you think that is? Do you think podcasts are like the modern day fanzine? Pretty, yeah, pretty much. You know what I mean? It's like me and you have got our opinions and you, people read or listen to it, sorry, and agree with it or not. Do you know what I mean? Same as a fanzine. Someone would, they, they'd read it, think that's funny, or they wouldn't get on with, say, Joe Bloggs was writing in the fanzine. You think, well, actually, I disagree with you all the time. Do you know what I mean? But nowadays, obviously, you just go, I wouldn't, I don't disagree with him. Or you speak to me and you in the pub and go, oh, did you read that that fella in the, the Who's the Ball Up or whatever it is? Who's the Ball Up? That was one, yeah. wasn't it? And you, you read it and then you have the chat about it in the pubs. But nowadays, obviously, social media, you get it all on. on I guess Twitter if you literally directions. think like the ones I can think of, like Hoof the Ball Up, Sour Grapes, Yidaho, Historical Don, uh, Wandering Hands. If you switch that now to the podcasts that we have just as a smaller club than potentially that Premier League outfit, they're, they're probably right. If you think we've, there's probably what, four or five different podcasts, obviously, where your own words were the you know unofficial number one, et cetera, et cetera. But if you could put the club, us, and the other ones, that's probably, you're probably right. That's probably exactly the well, same as all the podcasts. It's quite funny because I always get a bit of stick over the unofficial podcast part that I always say. There we but go. The, reason, the reason why we are the unofficial podcast is because we, we say it, I feel, in our, in our ears, and that's how fanzines used to be. Fanzines would say it how it is. They'd be jokes. As I said, I don't think fanzines would be able to work nowadays because – as I said, I was speaking to Xavier, and some of the stuff that they used to put in fanzines, literally, he said nowadays he reads it and thinks, oh, God, that was a bit close to the bone and stuff like that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it was, and, and you had to have thick skin back in, everyone had thick skin back in them days, but nowadays... Do you know what I mean? No I wonder has. how they actually like made it. If you think about it, like this is before the internet, right? A lot of it. I mean, I remember being watching, get, getting, you know, move the ball up where we were in at Plough Lane. So we're talking about late 80s, early 90s. I wonder how they actually did it, whether it was like, right, all of you, we're going to go to this pub, bring what you've done, and we'll stick it all in together, or tell, this is, tell me what you've done, and I'll pre- I'll type it all up. I um, think it's the same as this, really, where we say, look, everyone get involved. I think the fans used to say, look, write in, do you know what I mean? And then if it's good, we'll put it through, do you know what I mean? They'll have an editor, so, so say, for example, you were the editor of the, uh, the fanzine, and, and you had... Thomas Moore, for example, just made up name, wrote a piece regarding or, or what's his name that sings all our songs at the moment. Sam, is it Sammy who, who wrote? <laughs> I, I, know, I can't, I can't talk to him about it. He makes you laugh too much. He wrote, our, he wrote our, he wrote our theme song at the start for us. He done that for us, and you know he gets all the ukuleles out and the. Yeah. the He'd, he'd write in saying about why music and football and interlinked and stuff like that. And people go, yeah, that's a brilliant piece. Let's put it in the fanzine. And I love fanzines. I thought they were brilliant. And as I said, I think uh, nowadays it's all 
it's all for likes, clicks and clickbait in it really. And we've been accused of that a few times, which is completely false, but you, I, I, it's like Sky Sports now have gone completely weird with regards to, they have YouTubers on and people that do like man, you podcasts on as guests nowadays. And it's like, you know what I mean? I'm not getting much insight from them, but then that's what people say about us really, isn't it? Yeah, it's an interesting one because obviously it had a lot of really good energy and I, I used to love reading it and I'm even now, and forgive me for, for not knowing the guy, but he's quite a tall guy. He's one of, those, one of the faces, but I don't know his name. I think he does historical. Donny always sells it. The Crabtrees. Okay, I don't know, I don't know who it is, but whoever really it is, Crabtrees. I think it's a Crabtree. I think I know like, who you mean tall, seems brown like, hair, isn't he? Yeah, it really, seems like a really nice fella. Always sells them. I always buy one. I, I kind of flick through it. It's kind of, it's, it's. I feel it's a tiny bit dated in terms of what it's telling us. Is very sort of quite niche. It's like old games, very very old memories, etc. It's not quite as modern. It's not a, not a more. It's not a modern read, but it's still quite an interesting one. I know. I just admire the sheer tenacity the the gumption the the sheer volume of stuff that he obviously knows and has to put together i I kind of appreciate the work hence why i buy it but um yeah no it's quite interesting but like you said i guess what you're saying like i said nowadays i couldn't tell you uh, um, even going to chelsea or whatever i haven't seen a single podcast a single um little a fanzine. I haven't seen anyone selling a fanzine, let alone. I mean, I haven't. I haven't actively looked, to be honest. But I haven't seen anyone selling one. No, I think we're the only ones that still do. I think he's. I think I saw him see, selling it up in Mansfield, and they told him he couldn't. Really? Yeah, I think someone said you couldn't sell that or, or something, and he was outside of a bit. I can't remember what game it was, but yeah, I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah, I, I said the, the the one that always hits home with me, which it wasn't really a fanzine. It was more we were doing the program at the end when we were sellers and we were boycotting buying any merchandise or programs uh, and, and and people put together yellow and blue and that was our match day program but that was a that's a fanzine because it was the fans doing it for the fans yeah. do you know what I mean and 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 that, they're, they're days I love when all the fans as I said we'll, we'll come on it probably later regarding some of the questions we got but Nowadays, I do feel like there's a. We've said it before, a massive split within the fan base and stuff. It's yeah. this this group versus that group versus this group, uh, where it, when obviously it happened and the, the move happened and stuff, everyone pulled together and everyone bought yellow and blue and everyone contributed. And nowadays, I, I just feel like everyone, yeah, it's too much uh, bitterness against if you're doing well or someone else is doing well and stuff. And also, like nowadays, I don't know if you you probably wouldn't have seen them, but there's a lot of. Uh, these females now who, who, who sell themselves on these OnlyFans sites, who yeah. do, they they cling on to a football club. Okay, uh, I didn't know. And, and I've seen a few of the videos on Twitter and stuff. I'm not saying I look for, to be fair. Uh, and they scream about how crap the club is and how they've had enough. And then obviously they take the top off of stuff and oh, yeah, right. just forget guys to like it and stuff like that. It's very, very weird behavior nowadays. And the Mark Goldbridges, have you heard of Mark Goldbridge? I've heard of Mark Goldbridge, yeah. You just sit there in front of a screen, and and these watch-alongs. Have you seen these watch-alongs? No, not There's really. Literally, me and you would watch, say, the AFC Wimbledon game uh, on Saturday against Doncaster. Me and you were sitting there watching the game, and people were watching us watch the game. So it's, it's like almost like soccer, football, soccer Saturday, yeah. It's football goggle box. Yeah, so you're watching when when you go watch soccer Saturday, yeah. and someone tells you about it. It's and obviously that. Obviously, if you lose your your mind and go mad. Then that obviously gets better. Oh, like Arsenal TV fan. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, but the watch alongs are Claude. 
You make eight. He's got to go. You make eight p a hit on it, apparently. And someone, some people like some of the rich or the ex footballers are doing them. They make they're minted it in, making loads of money just by losing their shit watching the team play and stuff like that. It's just mental nowadays. It's just blows my mind, really. Uh, but yeah, not a lot. Talk, of we're talking it, so. about losing, losing our shit, if you like. Saturday, Don's Doncaster. Did you pick two 0 I picked two one. I said two one. Yeah, I thought we were. I thought we were going to win it. I put down two one, which was devastating because you I was said like, two 0 on the pod though. I, I did say two 0 and when I wrote it, I said bloody two one. Yes, because I thought I thought you'd come on and be typical Danny Baker. No, no, because you I, picked two 0 I thought two 0 when I put two one. Yeah, I was gutted, but go on in, talk to me. What do you think? Yeah, let's, well, let's, should we start with the ref? I mean, the ref, for some <laughs> reason, the first half had a serious agenda. That no uh, idea why. Not but sure he that. Was, he was I, going off on one. I disagree. Do you really? I, I, I don't get why women fans always go on about this agenda and about... We've, no, not in general. I don't think it's in general with referees. I just thought the bloke on Saturday for both teams was crap. I just thought he turned yeah, up I, I don't think was... people regularly. But the, the Lemony Evans yellow was... Oh, that was ridiculous. ...was... Was bonkers, but that's only one I can see that was bonkers. The well, other I, bookers I can think, yeah, yeah, they're bookings. I mean, the boogie one in the first half was high for he didn't mean it, but it's high. Um, maybe a word of, is initial, uh, yeah. I mean, I thought both of Billers were, were yellers. Oh, I've but got second no, one, I've got second no one's argument. unreal. I've got no argument with the two yellers. I don't know, I, I still haven't seen what happened with the second boogie, or to be honest, he kicked him, kicks out. Oh, do you actually? It's ridiculous. You don't need to do it again. And is uh, it a straight red or is it a yellow red? It's because you don't connect. I can see why the ref gave him a yellow, but if he connected, he probably would have been. It literally doesn't touch the geezer, really. But it's like 95th minute. You ask again, Mick Doyle sits right by that as well. And he see it. Like I saw it live. He saw it literally in front of him. And it, it, it's, it's stupid. You could get, you can get away with them kind of things with two minutes play. Uh, but the thing I got then is why don't we do our homework on who's refereeing us as a club, like as manager and 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 the team behind the scenes, because this ref was known for booking people for fun. But maybe maybe we didn't. This is the problem. This is the bigger problem. Is maybe we did. Well, if we did, then it's even stupider because you've got people like Billa, who, who I love. I think the kid's brilliant. He's going to be one of the best players we've ever had. Yeah, he was. He's brilliant. never going anywhere because obviously his injury record. Yeah, but. He's stupid and could have lost us a game in a, a different scenario. But get that second challenge, is, there's no need for it. We're two new up. The geezer's going off, out, wide. Do you know what I mean? He's still got a lot to do before he gets a ball even in a box. And he takes him totally out of the game. There's no need for that challenge. He gets sent off. Right? We're down to two one. To ten, uh, ten men. If they score after that, we're thing. Bugle again. Right? This is before we knew that the scum game was off. And then Bugle goes and gets himself sent off as well. It's ridiculous. I thought, I mean, I'm literally just looking online at the stats. And for me, the big one was we've had two shots on goal, scored both. They've had a number of shots on goal. And we had six shots total, three blocked, two on target, one off target. They've had seven um, with no shots on target. And I, I, I kind of felt like that was, we spoke about it the other week, that, but the, the big difference was Ali. Again, I just felt he was. I felt he was lively. His second goal was was excellent. The first goal had had it not gone in, and the foul on Joe Lewis not being given, I was going to lose my plot completely because he was literally just getting dragged everywhere. Um, what did you make of Doncaster? I thought they were. I thought they were really not not up to a lot. To be honest, I thought they were very very average. 
lot of them team, a lot of these teams are like that, and I've seen so many of them in this division. And Doncaster was another one where actually Doncaster the start of the season, I thought they'd be up there. I thought they'd be playoffs. They signed some good players, uh, signed a, lot, a few players in, and uh, yeah, they, I didn't have anything up front again. I think you, I think that's one thing that we have got is that we've got Ali, where if yeah. you haven't got a goal scorer up front, then you really are going to struggle in this league. People like Crew have got them now. Do you know what I mean? Where we we're lucky at the moment until at least January that we have got someone who who can find the goal. Re- I was reading he's in the top two in the league for goal in was it goal involvements five scored five assists. I mean I'm looking through it. The first thing I was I thought Alex Pierce was superb. I was just about to say to other than Ali from me. I thought Alex Pierce was absolutely. But brilliant these are the, on these are the, his kind of games though. Hundred percent. They why did no they not just stretch player. it? Got no he fast was, players. I just thought he was excellent. The way that he kind of navigated it all, I thought was 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 exceptional. But then, he was just really, really clear, kept the whole game in front of him, and he just it was it was so simple for him. He's not playing um, every week. He's not playing Tuesday, no. Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. So it probably helps him at the moment that we've got. If we, I'm not being rude. If on on uh, next time we play, if Johnson's free uh, and fit, I bring him straight back in for Pierce and I would... rest Pierce again. But Pierce, now we know that he can come in and do a job against these teams that are average. They don't have much pace. Then you don't need to throw in Callumbay. You don't need to risk a Johnson or a Lewis from getting injured. You can put Pierce in there. The other one for me at the moment, who I think is a massive. Uh, player for us at the moment and I, I do worry come January is Jack Curry. For Jack yeah. Curry was superb again. Getting I forward totally is just agree. unbelievable getting forward and he really helps the wingers out that, that are in the team. I think I think the um, uh, the the challenge I'm having with <coughs> the wingers the wingers and I like them both and I think they're both decent but they both rarely want to go on the outside, particularly Lemony Evans. He did not want to come anywhere near down the left. I'm, I'm, what I mean by that is, and I think the kind of way that we're playing is if we've got Biller and Curry, they can naturally come in because they're coming around the back. So they create that width, if you like. But I just, I just, I still don't understand why they can't be more interchangeable and we can have that kind of, okay, we're going to come around the outside. No, now you're going to come on the inside. Because Lemony Evans in particular, I thought, I think is actually a decent enough player. But they are just constantly, constantly looking to come infield. But I guess from a team like ours, if Reeves is not going to score, if if Little isn't really going to be the goal scorer, the the the, the real big. I mean, he's got, got a couple, but like the proper box to box kind of goal scorer. The reality is, we're, we're going to need to have a couple tucked in, and I, and I guess that's why they're doing it, but I'm, I'm with you when it completely, I thought Curry was absolutely brilliant on Saturday, mm. I thought it was interesting because I was worried about Pierce before the game, still a bit concerned, again I don't, and it's it's my problem, nobody else's, but I don't really listen to many of the, many of the Johnny Jackson interviews, I find them a bit, a bit boring, what's happening, with Sasu? what's happening with Sasu? I just, I, I got told from a very, very good source that he just uh, isn't fancied. Sasu at all? Yeah, at the moment, that's what, when he's not in the squad. It's not because he's injured. Some people say he was warming up and stuff, and but I got told that he he wasn't he hasn't been fancied the times that he's been dropped uh, because the players that we've got are more experienced and stuff like that. And Jackson try. I'm with you on this, and I was going to say this to you. Well, I was going to ask you two questions. One is, are we now on a good? I'm married. Run? Yeah, I've told are, you this. You need we, to let it go. Are we now on a good run? Because Ooh, before, okay. yeah, before like you were asking, you were asking the question. Are we on a bad, on a bad run now? We're in a good one. We've had some good results, and there's still some Jackson 
doubt was out there and out, out was out there. Regard, no, no one can be very happy with it and no one really fancies him still. Yeah. Uh, that was one of my questions. And my other question is, what has happened with regards to the club and the the interviews and stuff? Because start of the season, we interviewed him in his garden and the content was really good. There is still some good, great content from the club. This ain't bashing the club on this or anything, like with regards to the, the behind-the-scenes kind of stuff. I can't remember what they call it uh, and kind of stuff. But do you know what I mean? I just find the interviews boring. Uh, I can't watch a Johnny Jackson interview because it's the same stuff. We get told on a Friday we've got a fully fit squad by him and then on Saturday there's two players missing. Do you know what I mean? We, we're reverting back to type from last season again where I thought yeah. at the start of the season we were going to get a bit different. Do you know what I mean? It's just to say, and, and again, I, we're winning games, so it's all good, but I can't watch the interviews I just find boring. I don't, anything from the official club, the, the official pod and stuff like that, I do find quite boring because I just feel like we're repeating we're trying to repeat the same content over and over again when we don't really need to. Just do really good, amazing content and get it out there. It's just very, yeah. I, I think we try too hard on that front. I mean, I'm not. I'm not particular. Like I said, I don't. I find sometimes interviews are quite long, and I'm like, I, I'm just. I'm not that bothered about it. If I'm honest with you, and I'd rather find out. And again, it's difficult because, you know, the kind of conversation that you get, it's changed already from the match day. So I'm kind of like, what's the point? I guess. The the issue with Sasu is is who because if you've got you've got a backup keeper, a backup left back, a backup take Brown right back. You take Brown. If you look at right, what was our subs on Saturday? There's no Callum Bailly on Saturday, by the way. But what, what was our subs on Saturday? Ba- Our uh, subs were Agondir, Agondir, yep. Lakin, Nerfil, yep. Zanev, Brown, Johnson, Davison. Right, so we got Johnson and Agondir that can go across the back four. Johnson yes. can go left back or centre. Right back, and Ogadir can go right back or centre back. Yeah, right. So well, Ogadir is going to play right back in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he can, but he, he can play. Johnson back can play want. anywhere else. But, yeah, but Ogadir can play that centre back role if we wanted, right? Yeah, yeah Lakin can go in the midfield if we needed. He's the only recognised centre midfielder on the and, bench, and yeah. Davison was on the bench as well, wasn't he? Who is the striker? The is. only recognised what I'd call out and out striker. But what was the point of Brown? I, I'm just saying, why do we need Brown in there? Because if Curry has to come off. You put Johnson left back. You'd pick Johnson before Brown, even on the bench, to come on as left back. I would anyway. Yeah, I'd, I'd, you... I'd rather have Sasu on the bench instead of Brown and have that extra attacking option in case you need it. Uh, lucky enough, we didn't. But yeah, I just think I, d- I don't see the point of Brown on there. But yeah, I mean, I can, I can understand the argument of that. I mean, everyone else, it's weird because you've got Nerfield who's covering the wings, Lakin to cover centre midfield, you've got Ogonde who can play one full back, you've got Johnson who does all the others, you've got Zanev in goal and you've got Davison up front. So like you said, you would the, the argument is probably the battleground between Brown, Kalambayi and Sasu. Bearing in mind, coming back, you've got Pell. Um, that's that one. And then obviously, well, potentially, you'd have somebody like I know Morgan Williams, maybe if 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 and when we come back into the mix well, of it, Lakin goes back in January for me. Yeah, we send him back if Pell comes back fit, and Morgan Williams is. I'm not sure what's up with Morgan Williams at the moment because I understood that his uh, loan deal's up. I'm sure, and they just sat their manager of an or the manager left. Yeah, Darren, I'm sure. Sal, is it? Yeah, I'm sure his his is up. But I don't know if we've extended it or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, I. I don't know if we'll bring him back or if we'll send him back on loan for the rest of the season. But even Lakin, you send back and you have Pell back in, in the fold instead of him. Uh, but yeah, as I said, I, 
Brown for me at the moment. I know he was captain against the under-23 Palace team the other day, and yeah. obviously Jackson likes him. He's got experience and stuff, and he does good shithousery most sometimes. Uh, I mean, going back going back to your very, very brief thing you said about are we in a good run, if you're looking at the league form, the answer is probably, <clears throat> probably no, because we are lost, drawn, lost, lost, one. So we've only got four in the like out of the last fifteen in terms of home games. Uh, the last five games, everyone above us is on a better run than us. Every single team above us, and bizarrely, there are quite a few below who are the, like Doncaster. Bizarrely, before us, they had won three of the last four. Um, so I don't, I don't think we're on a good run. I don't think you can say because we beat Palace kids, Doncaster, Cheltenham in the cup. Cheltenham in the cup. I mean, that was just a good game. Dispatch Cheltenham in the cup, and they're a league above us. But again, just three games. We beat, we beat, you know, we beat the we've Palace got, kids. All we... you can do is beat everyone you play, right? So from that argument, but I don't know whether or not you can say you're on a good run if you've just if you've played three. I get I what you mean. Know, we've got. I don't know whether we can quite constitute that, but Nick. at the same time, we were well. We were we were more than enough value for Saturday. I thought we were more than capable. We're now sitting at ninth, so. When you put it that way, for me, we're in a we're in a really really positive place. Considering I, I was expecting us to be 16th, so we're above probably above where we're at. We're what two points off the playoffs with a better goal difference than fifth, sixth, and seventh. I feel like now that the, I'm really looking forward to this Notts County game. I feel I, like I know I, we've got Wickham coming up, but the Notts County game I feel like Wickham, it's going to be buzzing. Wickham for me is a nonsense game because yeah. We're really through in that competition. It'd be good to play some players that haven't got game time. Uh, obviously, Lyle Taylor's just signed for Wickham, so he'll play. Uh, he'll probably get a good reception from from our fans if anyone goes. I'm, I'm not going. Oh, no thanks. Uh, I'm not one of these B-team boy, boycott either. I don't you, you're off to IB for you? Or are you not, gonna, not, not even going to go to IB for you? You're just going to work the weekend? Um, working, taking the kids crazy golf and into a massive ball pit thing that we've got in South End. But yeah, it's a non. I mean, I was happy with a free weekend to be fair, and I'm hoping that we we play players that need game time. But the next three games after that are quite big: Notts County at home, Gillingham away, yeah. and then Ramsgate on a Monday night, which is a terrible night to be foot in football. Yeah, it's a weird one, that one, isn't it? I think the only positive from my perspective is uh, I would guess will be whatever happens will be in the third round draw. They normally do it on a Sunday, don't they? Yeah, Sunday. So but it's 67 grand for the TV, but I do think we're going to lose a lot of fans coming down to it. I won't be able to come now. It's a Monday night. I would have done on a Saturday or a Sunday, or even a Friday night possibly. But yes, Monday night is no good for me. And now it's on ITV4. I'll just watch it at home. So Yeah, but I mean, like, we'll... like, I mean... You know, it, uh, Saturday was was a really positive result. The, yeah. bill of sending, the billing sending off is frustrating. The um, boogie you're sending off because obviously Billa, you know, he's been on a good run. But again, like I said, I said on I said to my dad on Saturday, Agonde coming in. I, I I don't have. I don't think he's obviously as good as Billa, but I've got no qualms at all with him coming in. I don't feel like oh god here comes Ogonde. I don't feel that at all. Um, the Bugio miss is also actually, in my opinion, not a bad one because I feel like we do need to play Davison and Ali together. I feel like we need to give that a game. A well, bit of a for chance. me, I think they're both lucky that the scum game got postponed. Yes, because if we were missing as, as, as are we, if we were missing Bugio Ali, 
and Villa and, for that game. Yeah, I agree. I would have been fuming at Villa and Bugle. They kind of got away with one a little bit there because they're both petulant, both silly challenges to make, both silly second bookings when you're on a booking. Also, a lot of people, again, they were blaming Jackson for not making the subs and bringing... Biller yeah, off, I don't know. I, you I, I, I'm not sure of that I think one, you keep Biller on, but Bugle possibly could have come off for me earlier. Uh, but you don't expect him to get sent off in what the yeah. 80s? And I think I think the problem with Biller, as you know, and I think he's a I, I really like him. He is that hundred percent merchant. Yeah. And yeah. the first half, you knew it was going to happen. He was he was charging up far too quick. He has that. We talked to the kids about you know speeding up and slowing down and then trying to read the game. He just went hell for leather. Someone was far too cute, and that will be part of his game that he really needs to work on because hmm. as he goes up, his you know at the moment his speed can kind of and his attacking play gets him out of it. <laughs> as he goes up the levels, he's going to need to if if he does, he's going to need to sort out his defensive play. But ninth, really really positive, really really positive that we haven't got to play them a lot on Saturday. There isn't, you know, I thought the atmosphere was decent on Saturday. We sold out, apparently. We're still plenty of seats, obviously, <laughs> which, is, again, don't get me started on it. Oh. Exactly the same as Notts County, with the, the amount of money that the club must lose. And again, I still don't know whether or not we've got a great mechanism to put tickets back on sale. I don't, I've not done it. But I'll again, go, it, this is all, the but... stuff I talk about, the propaganda from the club where they put out a sellout crowd and then you you watch it or you look at pictures and there's and it's not just a few seats down in the east stand there's loads of empty oh, seats there. it was it was a bundle when I said I've, I've been and, and I'm not having it a lot of people go from the east stand and stand in the south stand and they fill that up instead I'm not buying that there's at all. lots of there's lots of either season ticket holders who don't fancy the uh, incentive that the club offer uh, and think no thanks or there's just the mechanism is as you said isn't, isn't correct or the work of it ain't correct but this is where it winds me up because the club go oh yeah sold and I, and I I kind of get it on paper it probably is sold out but it ain't do you know what I mean it just makes us look stupid I think when we're saying sold out get your tickets do you know what I mean sell out game at Plough Lane and you you look at it and it's like well wait a minute there's like 100 seats in the East Stand still like you can see you can see some of the writing of the Dons on there do you know what I mean it's Ridiculous. But we're about a third of the way in the league, ninth. Happy? I am pretty happy. It's a better squad than last year. We're playing better than we have done previous weeks. We're having our moments as well. I still think we're going to have a special moment this year in the FA Cup. We've got to be looking at beating Ramsgate quite easily with the team that we have and the team that we can put out. We should be then in the third round. And as you said, we'll probably know the draw before that. Get a massive game there. That's good for us. I still don't get... Jackson for me isn't doesn't pull up trees, but I think he's doing a good job. Uh, and I think every time we lose a game and people go mental straight away after it, oh, he's got to go. There is things I don't like his subs, like for like subs and stuff. But we have got better players, Ali and stuff, have come in under Jackson's watch. Do you know what I mean? And and we still play some really decent football uh, and score some decent goals. So. You know, ultimately, he'll be judged on where the players finish. And right now, we're ninth. He's we performing were, above our budget he, and what uh, he's uh, probably been told. Yes, to. without doubt. So when you look at it that way, then, um, yeah. So well done to him. As I said, you know, people have got their thoughts on him and, and blah, blah, blah. But right now, yeah, fair play to him. And and, and hopefully, we'll get through the, the, the break without a huge amount of injuries as we come up to what will always be a very, very, very ridiculously busy Christmas. So, uh, yeah. Happy I days. Love, I love Christmas football as well. Of course you do. <laughs> but, you hate, but you hate Christmas, yeah? Big 
big hate of Christmas. Yeah, as well. big hate of Christmas, but but you love Christmas football. It's overrated Christmas. People go mental over it. You spend loads of money. You have to spend it with people you don't really like that much. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, just imagine it's not... all of them people who've got to spend their Christmas with you. Just think, just think about that. I'd be, I'd happily spend Christmas on my own. I thought you were going to say, I'm, I'll be happy to spend Christmas with me. No, I might even go at work Christmas Day. It's triple, triple paying it. So get that, get that meter running. Get that meter running. Right. We'll move on. And when we come back, we'll do question time. We'll answer the questions that you sent in to us. We have no idea who sent them in. Uh, so thanks very much. But yeah, we'll come back and we'll answer them. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We're back and we're going to be answering your questions that you sent in to us. Uh, again, thanks very much for sending them in. I'm going to click on the first one that we had in. Right. So yeah, so basically we we put up online uh the opportunity for everyone to ask loads of different questions. Obviously, leagues filtered them, so if there are any ones that are particularly Lee centric, <laughs> I do apologise on behalf of the whole fan base. Um we, obviously Lee has okay. kicked out all of the ones of asking me about my personal email and stuff, obviously. So uh, I am married for anyone as well, all those lady listeners as well. Just, you know, behave yourself, I'm off the market. <laughs> do you want anything about do you want any disclosure thing for you, Lee, about being off the market or do they already know? Never off the market. Aye. Got to, got to play the market. Play the field. Player's going to play. Aye. I've always said that. Don't ever go to the player. Have a go at the game. You're like, you're like the Aaron Sasu of the game, aren't you, at the moment? But, uh, we never filter anything, to be fair. We answer any question. Every question that was asked, we'll try and answer, because there is quite a few, actually. But I, I thought we'd get about five, and we got yeah. about... 55. It's mad. Ah, okay. Well, yeah, in that case, David Dimbleby, Newsnight. I know you're a big fan of it. You crack on, mate. And these were anonymous as well. I don't know who sent them in. Someone could have sent in 100. Dan could have sent in the one about why does he really look like a fat Ben Affleck? Do you know what I mean? That kind well, of one. That, that joke's eventually going to run out. It's still got legs. My, my, joke's, never right now. my joke's never run out. Right, get on with it. Right. How often do the club put pressure on you not to talk about various things like Danny Macklin, for example? Well, I can answer that straight off the bat. I think you should. The club never put any pressure on us. They never speak to us, to be fair. They uh, they can't stand us, if being honest. Uh, <laughs> but they never put any pressure on us. There was the With the Danny Macklin stuff, they did want to hear the podcast before it went out. Uh, I had to speak to Michelle a little uh, regarding what was going to be said uh, because that was all quite sensitive at the time. Obviously, we were hearing lots of rumours of why Danny left. Uh but we were never going to talk about the rumours because obviously, again, it was people involved with jobs and stuff. So we couldn't really talk about it that much. But the club never put any pressure on us. And do you know ever. what, Lee? If I'm really honest with you, and I'm not I'm not just saying this, but it's actually a massive blessing that we have nothing to do with the club on the fact of it just basically means that we can talk about this 
anything we want to talk about, we can have it. In terms of the people, anyone who's been on the podcast will know, and the ones who haven't, our setup is really, really simple. It's just literally, we're on a Zoom chat. Me and Lee will WhatsApp. I've created like a Google sheet with loads of different ideas and the different things we can talk to. I've made a, a, a an incredibly ambitious list of guests I want, yeah, I gonna... uh, which is rid- absolutely ridiculous. We're not going to get any of them. Um, but in he, all seriousness, it is, literally, it is literally just a case of we put down some ideas. We have a chat for five minutes before the episode comes on. And then our guest comes and joins if they want to join in. And again, we're open to it. So <clears throat> the club pressure thing is interesting, but I, I, I love the fact that we have nothing to do with them. I think it just means that we don't have any kind of bias or we are, we, we, when Lee asked me to come and do it ages ago, he just said, look, I just wanted to be two lads almost in a pub coffee shop, just chatting about Wimbledon. And hopefully it, it comes across in that way. So, no, I, I've never really received any kind of pressure from Lee or anybody else, and and hopefully we won't because if 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 the powers that be took a second and just thought about it, what are we trying to do? If they actually stop, they'll actually realise that what we're trying to do is actually be really really positive about the whole thing. But they they the club have always have kind of put us as a this is a negative rather than actually we're trying to be productive, and it, it has been quite it's been quite evident that stuff we've been talking about has often happened at the club. We've been talking about something and two minutes later, there's a podcast. Oh, what randomly we started talking about it. Now that happened and this happened. Well, now it's happened now. So I'm quite proud of the fact that people are obviously listening to it. Hopefully they understand that it's meant in the, in the right way. From my perspective, I can't talk about you, Lee, but from my perspective, we come in peace. We come, we're just talking about a football club that we're very, very passionate about. And hopefully you lot listening. So are exactly the same. Oh, no, I totally agree. And that's one of the reasons why I never signed the charter that the club asked us to sign when we wanted to speak to some people from the Don's Trust and we wanted to speak to some players at the time. One thing I'm glad is that, as I said, Danny Macklin, when he was involved, did uh, tell us we couldn't do the Craig Cope interview because he was upset with regards to a joke that we made regarding Mike Buckley. Everything that we do, me, Dan, anyone who's involved, Jamie Wainwright that was involved when we first started, still he's going to be involved and wants to come on. Joe, who does our graphics, we are very passionate about Wimbledon. We love it. It is our opinion. So I never say, Danny, I don't think you can say that. I don't think you should do that. We have a little chat about what subjects we're going to do and say, actually, I don't think that'll work. This will work. Uh, yeah, it's my opinion. I don't always agree with Danny. Danny don't always agree with me. We just, unfortunately, we are quite like-minded with the way we think. Uh, yeah, the club have never put any pressure on us. And if they tried, I don't think I'd have it because it is I, one thing I wanted to do when I started the podcast was by the fans, for the fans. Uh, and and there's a question coming up. I've, I've looked at a few of them. There's a question coming up which does make me laugh and, and Danny will probably be the same. But yeah, the club don't put pressure on us. They never will uh, if they tried. I like the fact now we get a lot of ex-players on, a lot of people that have been at the club. They love coming on and chatting to us. Everyone who's chatted to us and, and, and people that have come on the pod love it. Uh, because and the set the setup is simple as anything. It's quite funny to be fair. People think it's some big kind of show. It ain't really. It takes two seconds to set up. But yeah, that was the first question we had. I thought that was quite a good one to be fair. But uh, yeah, it was good. So second question we had was favorite away day since our return to the football league. Can be one specific game or a favorite ground to go to in general. Dan, do you want to answer that? Uh, yeah. Um, in terms of when we. When we return to the Football League, I think the the Bradford away game was for importance was 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 massive. The the energy there, the Ramsdale thing, us being there for ages, 
also that just the size of the stadium um, was big. I also thought bizarrely that I think we played in the FA Cup. We played Millwall. We lost three one maybe. Oh, that one in the football league though. We weren't in the football league then. I felt okay. Well, in that case. That was the reason why that was a relatively big one for me was that it was the first time I felt like we were at a proper stadium and I was like, oh wow, like we've almost kind of completed the circle, if you like. That was quite quite a big one in terms of that. Obviously, Liverpool at home was wicked, uh, Arsenal away, Tottenham at Wembley, actually going to Wembley and watching a game. It's too easy to talk Plymouth and stuff like that. Um, but in terms of away games, obviously, as, you, as I've been mentioning a while back, I've been trying to do the, um, the sort of the 91, 92, whatever you want to call it, um, which has been quite interesting. So there's been some really, really interesting grounds on that. Um, quite liked Rotherham away. Quite liked Shrewsbury. I thought that was all right. Um, but I guess, I guess if you're talking about um, great result, important game, uh, atmosphere, energy. I think it would be Accrington away in the playoff semi-final. I was going to say I wasn't there for that, and I and, get ribbed. Yeah, constantly that, for that. And the and the Luton game away with Ramsdale being an absolute machine and sending scoring right to the death. That was chaos and just words were just jumping in the crowd. That was they were probably two games that really really stick out. But how about you, Carlisle away for me when we drew four all. Uh, oh, right, yeah. Because, one, when you get back out there, Carlisle's the furthest trip you can go to. Uh, Carlisle, I thought, was going to be an absolute dump. It's really nice. Really not. I'd stay oh, up really? There really nice place to go. Load of good bars, good pubs. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, another one for me is the Orient. Uh, I love going, like, a local one where it's a London. Oh, Leighton Orient. Yeah. Well, no, the Orient Express. There's only one Orient, mate. There's only one. Uh, and obviously, and, and South End as well. When we played South End, I think we uh, four scored a hat trick. And I had a load of boys come down for Oh, that. yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. And, and obviously, living here, I took all the lads on a bit of a pub call down by the seafront. So we were started at the first pub, and then we ended up, there was an old Jack the Rippers then, an old strippers where you put a pound in a glass, like the Robert Peel used to be at school. Yeah. <laughs> That's gone now. Uh, and it was one of them gaffes that you put a pound in to put their clothes back on. It was that ropey in there. But I took the boys oh, wow. from all the pubs down there. Had a great day. Four scored a hat-trick, I think it was that game. Yeah, was that yeah it was, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but Carlisle for me was just being back in the Football League, travelling all that way out there. I like, again, Bradford. We know the Bradford boys and got there all the time. Uh, but yeah, I like the local ones. I think a few of my mates probably would say, I've never been, but Peterborough. Uh, Peterborough was uh, for them. They went down by the barge. There's a barge a bar there, and and another one for me, Charlton away. I, I don't like Charlton. One of my mate, really good mate of mine, Cole, he's a Charlton fan. Uh, but going to Charlton on the boat, so you get the boat down the Thames, get off at Greenwich, and go Charlton. I was absolutely ruined by the time I got off the boat. But the boat trip's always good. So yeah, thanks for that question. Right. So next one, if someone came in to buy the club, would you consider it? Yes. Next question. <laughs> oh, I, I would. I would consider it because I kind of feel like I'm we're in a position where we could move on. And I've obviously I've I've, I've been really appreciative of the fan experience and the fan ownership, but I kind of feel like we've reached a point now where we're almost too scared to make the next step. I'm totally understand it. I I, pre, I fully appreciate the challenges that are associated with something like that. But personally, 
I feel like we've done what we set out to achieve, which was get back to where we are, get back to play our lane. And I now feel like we owe it to ourselves to give ourselves a chance to really impact on the football world. That's just me. I totally get, and I'm I'm very empathetic and I understand. And in many ways I can understand and agree with other people's point of views, but that's me. I'm on the same page as you. Exactly the same page. Uh, I think, yeah, you're right with what you just said at the end there regarding, uh, I think we have to look at it. We'd have to consider it. Not saying we would accept it. It depends. If I came in and said, look, I've got five bob. Can you sell me the club? It's obviously a no. If someone come in and say, I've got, I've won the Euro lottery. I've got 185 million. I want to now own the club. I'm a woman of I think the thing, I think we'd the have thing to we'd yeah. have to consider it. We'd have to look at it. What one thing that really grates on me is if you're pro sell or if you're not, it's it's literally black and white. There's no discussions or debates or anything yeah. anymore. It's literally why would you do that? Have you know, and and some of the young fans get this a lot. Is that or oh, you weren't there when it happened? And it's like well, and this I is was, this, and this is where the cock up is for me. If it's if it's about. If you're pro being a fan club because you feel like the opportunities are better to be a pro fan club, I get it. If you're pro pro club because of fan own because you want to feel part of the community and you want to be an active part of it, I get it. If you're somebody that goes, I don't want whatever happens to happen again, that mm. is where my line is. Mm. And I just find Same. it really difficult because it's kind of like, like you always use the analogy about an ex-girlfriend. At some point, you can't keep looking back and going well, this was that. This was then. This was then. If we did that, we'd never get where we got. Well, it's like it's like you living. Have in, to kind of get forward on it. It's like living in the bedsit with an absolute beautiful bird, right? Stunning bird. She's really nice, right? Then you split up. She goes and cheats on you. Now you've got and another stunning bird, but you've got your own house now. Do you know what I mean? You live in a better house. We've got our own house now. This is Plough Lane. As long as we can put some stuff on the Plough Lane, what is it, tingents or something, that that will that will be our home forever, then I don't see why not. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm exactly the same page as you. I, I would consider it. I think we should have considered it when Darren McAnthony came in. Darren McAnthony, uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> Nick, oh, excuse me. Next question's, pretty similar could we persuade Vinnie Jones to buy the club he must have loads of cash lovely uh, my, he is my absolute hero of the whole world if I they've, I'm, I don't often really hunt celebrities or anything like that we'll talk a little bit about it later but if I could interview one person if I could have a one person I'm desperate before I'm 50 to get Vinnie Jones to yeah. sign my old Wimbledon shirt I've got four Jones on the back I'd love him just to sign it. It'd make my entire world. But I don't really want him to buy us, to be brutally honest with you. I'd rather someone who had a bit more business acumen who wasn't Vinny. I love Vinny to pieces, but I don't think he's the right owner. So, uh, yeah, crack on. Robbie L's my hero. All right. Get over yourself. Uh, our fans who think refs have an agenda against oh, right. the FA are us are deluded uh, and just have ego issues. They don't care about us. Uh, I have to agree with that. I, I I tend to think that the refs. I like on Saturday. You said it straight away. The ref had an agenda. No ref has an agenda over Wimbledon. It, they're just crap refs sometimes. Yeah, official. I think the I FA think, don't yeah. give a shit about us. I don't think because of what happened previously, they had this agenda that you know. What I mean, we're not fit uh, for purpose and stuff. I don't. You know what I mean, the FA have got bigger things to fry about than AFC Wimbledon. On Saturday, like I said, I, 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 like I said, I completely agree with you. Saturday, I just felt he had an agenda about him doing what he was doing, not against us, because I thought he was poor both ways. I just felt that he was the kind of guy that felt that he had to assert himself by giving out loads of yellows, which which led to two red cards, which which 
probably when you look back here, the two reds, I don't actually have a huge amount to argue about, but there was a few yellows and a few fouls, and I was like, oh, come I on, think, mate. I think it's just officiating at the moment in yeah. this country. It's just not very good. Do you I mean, we've seen it in the Premier League, and they've got VAR helping them out, uh, and I don't think VAR is such a bad thing as long as it's used properly. Uh, it's not being used properly. It's It's horrendous. Uh, because the refs uh, in this country, it's referees always take the game about themselves. They always make it about themselves, always have yeah. done. Uh, David Ellery used to do it. Do you know what I mean? Who's the other one that used to live in Mike Tring? Dean. Uh, not Mike Dean, the other one before him. Uh, uh, what's his name? You know the, Bodenham? No, uh, you know, there was a ref who always made sure he looked good. And he Clattenburg? Was, no, well, Clattenburg's another one who always made it about him as well. But there was always... There's always been a ref who always makes it about him and always have done. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I just think refs are unfortunately pretty bad. There's nothing against Wimbledon. We just unfortunately come up against bad ones. If given time, do you think Davison could play off Bugle? Hasn't really had an opportunity to do that this year and I've never thought of him as a target man. Um, I think you can never say never. But I guess, and I, I guess the question was more as opposed to he could play off Bugiel. Of course he could, but to what level? Is he going to be? Is he going to be? Is he going to be a leading League Two striker at any club? I'm saying no, and I think that the the biggest thing I would put it is I feel like Davison needs players around him to be good. Ali, Ali and Bugiel, just Bugiel's skills and work rate. And physicality, he doesn't need Ali. He's just good himself because he works hard. I feel like Davison to be successful, he needs someone to do a bit of work for him, mm. or do do something for him. And I think that's for me the biggest concern. But for a backup striker, I'm not overly disappointed with Davison as such. But I don't think you get promoted with Davison starting for you in League Two. I I've been disappointed with Davison this year as a backup striker. Okay. Because we see him as a first choice striker last year and he didn't do that bad. I don't know if it's the fact that Jackson's playing him a different different this year because he was the one striker on his own last year. Uh I, I don't know if he can play with Ali. I don't know if he can play with Bugle. So who can he play with? Is it a four three three and him up top on his own with Nerf and Tilly? Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm not hundred percent sure. I'd like to see him get more minutes and, and play with one or the other, not come on for Bugle, but yeah, I think you're right. Bugle also comes into midfield, which I don't think Davison could do. I agree. He, he couldn't do that role uh, as well. Uh, and I think he wants to be more like Ali, but Ali is Ali and he's better than him by a couple of I think, I think, I think Davison's a really good team player. I think he'll work hard for the team as such. But for Davison to have real success in our game, I don't think he's a kind of player who would do it on his own. Also, and I don't think he does enough. He needs to be someone needs to put a, give him a chance. I don't think he's the kind of guy who gets the ball, runs at you. I don't think he scores the goal that Ali scores against Doncaster. Put it that way. I also can't take him seriously with that barnet that he's got. So yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that yeah. Sure, right, this is, I don't know how we're going to answer this question. All right, Shag Mary Kill. It's good. But... Oh, nice. That's always a nice start. Chris Stewart, <laughs> Joe, Joe Palmer, Danny Macklin. Uh, you know what kill I mean? what? Kill Shag, Mary, or Kill, and the three people are Chris Stewart, Danny Macklin, and Joe Palmer. Don't really want to kill anyone because I'm not really like that. Do you know what I mean? I definitely don't want to shag give us them, maybe give a slap, not kill because don't, we don't want people complaining that we're now threatening violence. On yeah, people. but I don't want to have sex with any of them either. Uh, Danny Macklin, do you know what I mean? And then 
Jesus, that is a horrible <laughs> question. I think <laughs> no, I think if if I spin it, I, I'm not going to. I can't talk about. I'd, I'd slap them all ass about it. I think so. It's Chris Chris Stewart, Danny Macklin, and Joe Palmer. Of the three, I would I would always push for Danny Macklin over the others in terms of what they did in for us. Oh, see, then, I'm... then Stewart, and then Joe, I thought Joe this... Palmer came with a lot and did nothing. Yeah, well, we knew that was going to with me. This and this is going to surprise people. This will surprise people a lot. I'm not Chris Stewart's biggest fan, right? But we have to remember that Chris Stewart is a diehard Wimbledon fan and yeah. has been for many years. I know he stepped away, and it's one of my big bugbears with him that he he walked away and stuff. But that's he, he has come back. He is a passionate Wimbledon fan, and I've known him since the Thomas Farley days at Selhurst. Do you know what I mean when he was there on the front line? protest and everything so let's let's sometimes forget that these people are and this is what people always say to me about the Don Strasser stuff so out of the three of them Chris is the most passionate woman fan there is out there out of the three of them yeah. so I think Chris there's deserves, no argument on that yeah as I said I'm not a big fan of his politics I'm not the fan that he walked away and then came back uh, and, and as, since he's coming as MD things have improved with some of the stuff that's going on stewards water tops so let's give him a little bit of credit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. I hope we get a proper professional MD. Danny Macklin probably deserves a slap for, do you know what I mean, giving up his job and now whinging about it every five minutes. Uh, and Joe Palmer probably deserves a slap as well, but that's about it. Right. <laughs> what, has ha- what has been your most listened to episode and who has been your best guest? So okay, I, I, I've, I've gone through the figures of the episode. Oh, okay. Nice one. So our, our best one at the moment is our pre-season one. That we had uh, this so, year, yeah, this year. So it's gone. When when I first started the podcast, we were hitting around about two hundred to three hundred plays an episode. We're now on average around about between nine hundred and a thousand plays per episode. Right. So you think uh, we've got what eight thousand fans at home games? Where I don't know the percentage, but it's what is it then? About I don't 12%. know. 12% of people that go to a home game listen to our podcast, which I am massively proud of and everything. I think I sometimes forget how far we've come with regards to the podcast. Uh, and I thank every single person that listens, even if you hate what we're doing or hate it. Anyone who listens, I really do appreciate it. But uh, I think it was about 1,500 we had for a preseason one. The player interviews and the ex-pro interviews and the Robinsons, they've all hit about 900 to 1,000. But yeah, me and you just talking nonsense in pre-season was our was our best wow. one. Uh best guest, really hard one for me this because we've interviewed and I always forget again, I've interviewed Laurent Richards, the boxer, Wimbledon yeah. fan. I've interviewed Dave Anderson, uh we've in uh, uh Robinson, Palmer. Oh, wow. Do you know what I mean? Recently we've I, I had uh Ross Stanton and Andy Sullivan on. Yeah. And just blows my mind that we have them on. Even I, I even enjoyed speaking to Danny Macklin and stuff when he was MD at the club and getting insights of what's going on behind the club. And this is why I said we're not, we're not a foe of the club. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Come on, we'll ask the hard questions, and that's what people want to hear. Sometimes I really, I think my favourite was Terry Burton. Terry Burton, yeah. I, I thought was that, that say, was a uh, really, I felt that was a really good sort of flow of a bloke who probably and what's interesting is when you sort of get these guests the first couple of minutes everyone's a bit they're kind of a little bit standoffish and a bit oh, I don't know and all of a sudden they loosen off and they can just then they realise because obviously ultimately some of these let's be honest I doubt Terry Burton's listening to much of what we do but 
the fact that when we first started, it was a bit cagey, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, okay, they're just two lads who are just chatting about football. And then all of a sudden, he was giving us loads of stuff. I just thought, I just thought, particularly when we were talking about the old Egg and stuff. Damien Francis one as well was quite funny, like yeah. listening to it and being like, oh my God, what is going on here? I'd, I'd love to get Dave Anderson back on because we did, I think me and Jamie did him like the second week we did the podcast, we got him on straight wow. away. Yeah, great, so. Uh, Laurent Richards came on pretty early on the doors as well. Yeah, uh, Ollie, Ollie Palmer, as much as his ego and stuff really annoy me sometimes and some of the stuff he comes out of now at Wrexham and that he went, he was brilliant to chat to. He chat, he, he spoke to me and Jamie for about 45 minutes, an hour after we'd recorded, just sitting wow. in his house, just talking to us about football. Well, I quite like the like episode. No, I actually don't have a problem with him either. I've got, I've got no issues with him at all. But yeah, it, uh, and we've got many guests to come as well. We've got, and as I said earlier, Danny's got this list of guests he wants to get on from some absolute realist, uh, unrealistic shouts like Eagle Olsen and things like that. But yeah, we, we, are, on it, yeah. we are working on it. And as I said, we, we will, I was working on doing an episode of every like other week doing, but it's just works crazy at the moment. So, right, another question. This one's going to be funny, Dan. Go Obviously, on, the answer is going to be me. If you were both asked to become the Wimbledon manager tomorrow, who would do a better job out of the two of you? Well, I don't even think that's even a question. That's obviously going to be me. Well, I've, I know you coach kids at school. I've done proper coaching, Sunday league, kids coaching. Yeah, yeah, but it won't be about tactics. It'll just be who gets on better with the players and they'll all be like, who's this twat? And whereas me, it'll be like, look at this inspirational Churchill type character. My man, man. How would you, how would you approach it? Would you be like... Would you be? Would you come in and be like, "Look, my name's Lee, or my name's you know Boss," and tell them all about how much you love the club and this sort of stuff? Or would you just be like, "No, I'm just going to detach myself and be more"? Who'd be your backroom team? That'd be the good one. Yeah, my backroom team. I think I think I'd have to come in and be quite humble, but be like, "I'm ultimately a Wimbledon fan, and this is me." And this is why I, I think this club is brilliant and why you're I, brilliant and how much the, like, you know, why, like, you, um, why are you blowing smoke up their ass when they're up? No, no, no. I'd be coming in and going, oh, boys, right? It ain't been great, to be fair, the last couple of years. Are you joking? We're playing night from the league, mate. Oh, yeah. So let's get Johnny Jackson in then. Don't, no need for us to come in. Oh, We've been brought in to do a job and I would do a job. I'd be a better manager than you. Better I manager. Can, I can see you with Harry Pell and Lee Brown getting absolutely battered in some... Guildford nightclub somewhere. That's sounds what I can good. see. Sounds good to me. That sounds good, good for you. Right, this is the question, right? I did look at this one, right? And I thought this was hilarious. Whoever sent this in is literally does not listen to our podcast. <laughs> can we get a more diverse section of the fan base on? I'm sure plenty of listeners would love to come on. Can you put out an open invite and have different fan on each week? Is it whoever sent this in, man, woman, or child? Are they winding us up? Because we literally say at the end of every episode, if you want to come in, message us, come on the podcast. Right? If I don't reply to you straight away, just like we've got an interview coming up with the next player, he messaged me a few times. The person who got it said, said, "Look, boys, stop ignoring." It. And it was like, "I'm not. I don't deliberately ignore people. I'm just sometimes I'm driving for hours. Right, come home, fine. Totally sure but, From now on, then I will add to my spreadsheet." I'll make a fans line. If anyone's interested, anybody wants to do it from this moment, and we'll even put one more tweet out. Anyone wants to do it, all you've got to do is put your name down 
on it i will write it down on the list and, and what we'll do is we'll keep because we're, we're, we're i i actually prefer it when there's three people on it because like oh, yes. me and lee have relatively similar opinions more than happy to love you know there's been some old muckers of mine you know rob salem ollie lewis my mate dan lewis it's been wicked having different people on we haven't had buzz on this year so it'd be great to have him on <laughs> it's like brilliant having new people on coming to talk about also some, we've had uh, a girl called Sydney used to come on all the time. Yeah, uh, yeah she's I cool. Did, I did message her again to see if she wanted to come on. I think uh, she's quite busy in her own life at the moment, which does happen. Uh, we're ha- we're happy to get women on. Do you know what I mean? Anyone who wants to come on, come on. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll happily talk everything else in women. And that's so, why I thought it was quite funny. Yeah. Uh, how would you lift the atmosphere at Plough Lane? I'm anti drum, but not against all instruments, e.g., bugle or thunder sticks. <laughs> Uh, I'm guessing they mean boogle, but buggle, boogle, whatever. Omar boogle. Yeah. Bugle, bugle. So, yeah, uh, I've said this before and we said it. I think we need a a section in the South Stand that is solely for singing. Uh, Everyone wears the same kind of uniform, like an ultra section. People are against ultras. It's worked at Arsenal. Palace do it very well, even though I hate saying that. My mate Ubo, I love that. He's a massive Palace fan. And, uh, yeah, I I think a, a, a singing section. I don't think we've helped ourselves by selling the benches. I know we had to yeah, because yeah, we had to I'll raise money. But the problem now, you've got people that don't take up their seats sometimes in areas and there'll be scattered people around instead of just like we want to move our seats maybe next year from the East Stand into the South Stand. We oh, can't really? Do it. No, no, I said we might. A, okay. a few people love the East Stand. I, I wouldn't mind moving in. But we wouldn't be able to do it because there's the benches here here. We wouldn't be able to get 30 of us in one section. Do you know what yeah, I mean? And then you'd have with to, that. I think you need to get one big section. That's for me. I I would I I wouldn't do too much different. I'm not big on a drum or anything like that. All I've said before is to try and simplify the songs a bit easier because some of the songs are absolutely brilliant. The way the wordsmanship of 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 the songs is fantastic. They're really witty, creative, but they're not particularly catchy enough where my old man can hear it. Mm. Whereas if you made the songs a bit simpler, you'll get it. I do, I do feel like we're still a little bit spread and what yep. we need to do is try and create an environment where we're all a bit closer. Yep. But um, yeah, I think that, that will definitely help the environment eventually. We have spoke about this on previous episodes as well, so I don't want to go into it too long. Uh, got so many more questions and we've got time. Uh, right, chaps, who do you think will lose in the January transfer window and what be will be our main priority buying uh, a striker? Will, will that be our main priority? Uh, I think we'll keep Ali in January. I think he. You think? I think he's gone in the summer. I think we'll keep him now. Why does he need to leave now? He's got international duty in January as well. Uh, I think he'll stay, and then we'll leave. I I think the one player we are going to lose in the summer that's Jack Curry. I think Jack Curry will be gone in January. Too good. Uh, he's also out of contract at, in the summer, and I don't okay. want to be. Lo- I don't want to be losing him for nothing. No, but at the same time, we'll get him. We'll, we won't get a lot for him in January. No, but I, th- I think that I guess it will just be an interesting one from a club perspective what they perceive as the opportunities from January, whether or not they feel like, do you know what, we can have a punter going up, whether they feel like, well, actually, what well, maybe we'll just solidify, maybe, maybe. Um, but I, w- I would be guessing if I'm being bold, I'd be guessing that Ali Billa Curry won't be with us next year, mm. and I, th- I think Billa will I, be. I, I, I don't think he will be, and the reason is injury record so bad he won't pass a fitness test anywhere else. Yeah, no, but I feel like I feel like he, there'll be 
there'll be an amount of money that that will want or will be thinking about, and I think they'll be worth a punt. I think I think I don't see. Him, I think he's good enough to be a million pound or something like that, but I don't think he will. I think I think there'll be someone will come with half a million, and we'll be like, oh, hold on a minute. He's in, and it, their conversation will be, well, he's injury prone. Bloody 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 contracts. No, that I I, I, that that will be my concern. Is is January whether or not. I, 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 yeah, it'll be an interesting January. I, I think I, I think it'd be. I think I'd rather Ali was sold in January, but we had him back on loan. I, I'm, I'm sure that won't happen because we're not selling him to Madrid, mate. Uh, no, we might I'll, sell him to Leeds or something. And Leeds, and Leeds might will, go right. Have no, it and Leeds go back. I, I, my worry is summer because at the moment we've got Curry, Little, Bugle out of contract in the summer. Uh, do you know what I mean? So that would be my worry at the moment. I still think we'll lose Curry now because he he's the only one with a bit of sell-on that we have uh, and yeah. we don't want to be losing him. Uh, would you like Ivor Heller back presenting Man of the Match Awards? To be fair, I don't watch the Man of the Match Awards. I'm not there right. after the game. If Ivor wants to do it, then yeah, I've not watched them. I know Mick Dawes uh, banging that drum quite a lot. I, Ivor, again, one thing I do know about Ivor, again, I've not always got along with Ivor with regards to his... Like, other than Wimbledon, the man is passionate about Wimbledon, loves it yeah. massively. The, some of the things that people don't know about Ivan, the things that he's lost because of this football club, is just unbelievable. If he wants to do it and he's good at it still, then yeah, get him back on it. But I, 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 I've got no opinion really because I don't watch him. I'm exactly the same. I've literally got no opinion at all. <laughs> <laughs> Who are your all-time favourite Wimbledon and AFC Wimbledon players? So. Danny's already said, I think, he's uh, one. Vinnie Jones for Wimbledon and for AFC Wimbledon, it's uh, Rob Ursel. So, Robbie Hill, Wimbledon. Alan Kimball, Wimbledon. Uh, Lyle Taylor was up there for AFC Wimbledon. Danny Kedwell for AFC Wimbledon is the one. They're the boys, they're the ones I named my, my kids after. Danny Kedwell uh, and uh, Alan Kimball. So, Not what it there, no? No, my, I wanted, my firstborn, Jack, I wanted him to be called Ekuku. Kimball oh, Finch and my missus said no at the time. Yeah, no, maybe not. Yeah. Do we have a new MD yet? No idea. Uh, no. no idea. There is the, that... the rumour mill, isn't it, about the guy from Sutton? But There's we a don't guy know from that Sutton has come in because he's massively banging the Wimbledon drama. Everything each week now is about Wimbledon. He's come in at some role. He was doing a CCOO role or something yeah. at Sutton. Chief Operating Officer, yeah. Yeah, he was doing it. Well, I don't even know if he was doing that. I think he'd been doing the one below that at Sutton. I sent it to you straight away and said, Liminell, is this going to be the new MD? Apparently, we've interviewed, we're interviewing for the new MD. Second interviews are taking place as we speak, kind of thing. But at the moment, I don't know who it is. We need a new MD. Again, as I said earlier, Chris is passionate. For me, he's not the right man to be the no, director. Right, uh, for me. And uh, yeah, I, I think, yeah, it's a weird one, that one, because no one's even announced this guy yet. Uh, on, like, do you know what I mean? But he's obviously working at the club. That's what really annoys me about the club when things like this happen. So he's obviously come in from Sutton. He's doing a job at Wimbledon, and it's not. Yeah, been yeah. No, it's weird, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? But yeah, as I said, I understand that second interviews are taking place, uh, and hopefully okay. we'll hear soon. So that's, that's all I know. That's good. Do you think we should sell up if we want to progress? I think we answered that earlier. Definitely answered that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Did you really forget to record the Macklin fallout stuff, or did you? Did Talksport lawyers have a word? Very unlike you boys, not to reference it or revisit it after. This is a hundred percent. I we didn't. It's not we didn't record. My system crashed at home, so I think 
So to give to give to give everyone the context, Damien Francis interview, you may or may not remember when we finished it, we were all done. And me and Lee were chatting to Damien Francis and then Lee just went completely off my power went. And I was talking to Damien Francis for another twenty odd minutes about life and whatever else it was. And then we were panicking because Lee Lee had done we then did the Macklin bit, which by the way, in terms of content, I thought was absolutely <laughs> it, it was ridiculously good. Um so we then we did it and then afterwards Lee checked and was like, Oh my god, what about the and he was looking at both the recordings. We only found one, which was the Francis one. If I'm really, really honest with you, and again, I'll be blunt, I was quite I spoke to Lee about what the next episode I said, I really think we should revisit it. Lee was quite happy not to, and if now I look back here, I think it was the right move not to because we, it, we kind of, it, it kind of done a death. We kind of, we, it, it was all done and dusted, and we could have spoken about it, and and yeah, we could have given you an opinion if you like. But I do, I, I kind of agree with Lee now when I look back at it, it, it we would have just been flogging a dead horse a little bit. And I felt like we it kind of played out. Everyone had done their piece. It was all over Twitter. Yes, we could have spoken about it, but there was other stuff to talk about that week. And I, I think it was right not to not to do it again. But yeah, thing, genuinely, genuinely didn't lose it. The thing about it as well is my power went. And I came back and it was recording still. So I was like, right. So I pressed record again. It said recording in place. This is what happens when we do Zoom. So me and Danny, and Danny's right. It was probably a really good bit of content. Really good. But when I spoke to Danny again, we we'd already spoken about it on the debrief. Loads of people got involved with regards to that. We'd already put, we did re. I think we revisited once it all came out again. We we went over it again regarding once it all come out in the press and do you know what I mean the club put out statements. And I think Danny's right. We we kind of everyone had their say on it. The debrief people had their say on it on there. Uh, and yeah, it was done to death. So, but yeah, w- one thing that me and Danny, and we've said this before, we w- we won't hide or shirk from big things. We'll talk about it and, and have our opinion on stuff. There's some we, stuff I, you can't talk about. I, I generally though, Lee, I don't think we've ever lied on here. Genuinely. No. we've, I, And I'm not just saying that. There has not been a single thing that we've lied about. And there hasn't been anything where at some point we haven't spoken about it and touched base on it. Whether it's right or wrong or whether we've done this or done that. We spoke about not talking about different things and obviously the, what the club wanted. We've never lied or hidden anything. And, and I, I, I don't see why we've got nothing to hide. There's nothing in it. There's no, if the, if the club said you can't do it, we'll just say, look, we can't do it. The club have said about this and that's that. There's nothing else really with it. So, um, yeah, no, interesting. It is just interesting that people, the conspiracy theories, the conspiracy theories, and I understand it, but no, we haven't hit anything at all. Yep. Where will we be in five years, 10 years and 20 years? What league and what ownership model? Uh, five years, I think we possibly could be in league one. 10 years and 20 years is really hard to say because it depends on how fast football moves. It moves very, very quickly nowadays. Money is everything. Regards to football. Ownership model, I probably can still see us being a fan-owned club and probably being in League 2, uh, unfortunately. Uh, for me, personally, I'd like to see us uh, have a bit of ambition. The Championship in five years is what we were told a good few years ago. I hope we have them ambition still. And whatever way we look at it, we are looking at, selling the club we're not selling it but going down to a 50 plus one model I hope people are looking at that and voting or, or, or putting their piece in because that has gone out from the Don's Trust we we do bash them enough on here but they have put that out there for people to have their say on uh, yeah five years I still think we'll be around League 1 or League 2 uh, 10, 20 years hopefully we'll be pushing on from the Championship 
Danny? I, I, I feel like once we get, if it, I feel that the 50 plus one will happen at some point, but it, I don't think it will ever be owned by somebody else. I think it will just be 50 plus one. And I think that will be enough for most. I, I don't, I feel like with that model and where football is going, I feel like League One is a definite possibility. If if we if we get in the championship, we'll be like the Wickham. It'll be like, a, oh wow, you managed to go. I can't see us yeah. being able to go up and stay up. Whether we would be a championship League One yo-yo, I'm I'm not convinced. I I feel like from a you look at the attendances and stuff and everything else from a club perspective, I feel like we are we should be at the higher end of League One of League Two or the bottom end of League One. So I feel like from a club perspective, that's kind of where we're at. Obviously, you know, Wimbledon FC punched above its weight and there might be a 10, I don't know, 15 kind of year slot where we really, really punched hard and we were championship. Don't ever see Premier League and I, I, don't, really want, I don't really want to, to be honest I with you. I think it depends on if there's a European Super League at the time. Say 10, 20 years, it could be. And then it depends on when we fall into the rest of the categories because they do a European Super League and some of them clubs disappear. We probably would then move into a League One kind of. Yeah, maybe. Well, we're going to have to kick on, Dan, because we've been going on for 31 minutes and I've still got tons of questions left. All right. You're playing in a match against the Nine Years Boys, a 50 50 tackle. Which one of them are you two for in? Jeez. Uh, wouldn't need to two for any of them because we'd be ten times better than any single one of them. If you if you've seen them nine years, boys, yeah, me and Danny would probably shit all over them just us ourselves against. But but best. but we'd buy a drink after. You might. Is yeah, but yeah, two for probably all of them. To be fair, is Ali Al Hamadi the best player to put on the Wimbledon shirt? No, no. We 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 did this the other week. I don't think he is. But I think in terms, and again, I hate the word potential. It drives me mad. But he, you say it most weeks. His ceiling could be higher than a lot of other players we've had. Um, but is he is he better than Lyle Taylor? No, I, I, I don't. John think Mains, Rob Ursels. Do you know what I mean at the time they were what we needed and they were brilliant? And I think if if we could have Ali for. Four or five years, possibly, but he'll yeah. be gone in the summer at least. So, I, so I don't think he will be. I think people have got. He's, there's a big hype train for Ali, and it's probably yeah. deserved because he's scoring goals and yeah, yeah. looking good. But my thing is why, why it's it's switched on for him at Wimbledon, which happens. Why has it never worked for him before? Do you know what I mean he's been at Wickham, Swansea, Wickham? You think that would have been made for him? Never worked. So. Maybe he should think about the grass is not always green and maybe staying for Wimbledon for a little while longer if he wants to have a, a good career. But... Yeah, he's young enough. He's young enough to do it. But no, I don't, I, don't, I think there's... I, I could think of probably 10 or 12 players who are better than Ali, who's played for Wimbledon. So, uh, yeah. So, where would you strengthen in January? Um, where would I strengthen in January? Well, I think, the bigger, I think one of the bigger questions um, is... I think from a squad perspective, I'd like Morgan Williams to come back. Morgan Williams for Lakin makes a lot of sense to me. If Lakin's not getting much game time as it is, then let's have Morgan Williams back. I feel like if we want to be in the playoffs and have a really good run for the playoff run or to maybe go up, we need another striker. 100%. That's the only one I need. We need someone there. The rest of it, I'm quite happy with right back. If I want to be really, really greedy, 
I'd want another um, another left back in case Curry got injured. A young, I think, quick lad. But I think if Curry goes, I think we need to bring in a left back, obviously, because I, I, w- I wouldn't want to go for the rest of the season with just Brown. I think we need to push on, push off Pell possibly, and bring in someone to replace him to play behind in a bugle position kind of thing because that's not Pell and I can't see Pell getting in any other position in the team. And I reckon it's quite expensive as well, I'd I'd argue. And I think a striker is a must-have, a young striker who has a bit of potential. But yeah, so. Right. It sounded like on the pod you've had to hold back from calling the Don's Trust wankers or tossers. (laughs) Admiral job, but did you think it? Uh, No, I think the, the, the Don's Trust do a lot wrong. But they do some things right. There's a lot of there's a few of on the Don's Trust I don't agree with and I don't yeah. I don't like and I, 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 I haven't voted for them. But it is a democracy at the end of the day and people have voted these people on. There's people on the Don's Trust like Michelle Little who work tirelessly, work extremely hard, no matter yeah. your opinion on her personally. She again, these are passionate people that love Wimbledon. They're not doing it to to fuck us up or do you know what I mean? To take Agreed. us down. I hope they're not doing it to take us down. I know some people would... No, I, 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 don't, know, I don't know how anyone could think that. But do they do a, a bad job? Sometimes, yes. And me and Danny have called them out. A lot of Wimbledon fans have called them out. But as I said, with regards to the, the ownership model at the moment, they are asking questions about that. Only us can get involved in that. Yeah. Yeah. We will I don't, always I don't call things out. I don't think they're any... I don't have any negative about them as people. I think they're I think they're all doing what yes. doing what they think is right and what they think is best. And but I do feel like the Don's Trust as a whole as a concept it is outdated. Te- yes, I think that's exactly the word. I think it might be a little bit outdated. I feel like maybe the way the mindset of those that have been in around it is probably a bit dated and maybe there's football's moving on. Maybe there's a different way of looking at it. But do I think they're those words? No, absolutely not. I agree, and, and I, I think that's the thing. And we will always, we have called out the Don's Trust for stuff that they've done, and it's ridiculous sometimes. And you know what I mean? And yeah, it, it is what it is. But I don't believe anyone on there is deliberately trying to sabotage AOC Wimbledon or do things in, in a not. bad way. Uh, I think people sometimes take criticism a bit too hard and think that we're having a go at them personally, or or they hear us saying stuff about the Don's Trust and go, "Well, you're it's a personal thing, ain't it's what me and Danny feel or an opinion." at that time regarding yeah. a structure at the club that we possibly don't agree with or we'd go a different way on. But totally agree. Yeah. Is it time for W Don commentary overhaul? Current due outdated duo are outdated and not moved with the times. Too busy with the shout outs and trying to be funny. Need to be more professional IMO. Again, this is something that we've spoke about before. I'm not a big lover of the commentary. Uh, I am a big lover of Mikey T, though. I've known Mike for many, many years. Rob, uh, again, I don't want to slate someone personally. Rob is a passionate Wimbledon fan who has been around this club for many, many years and gives a lot, a lot of time for the club. And now he's in, I think it's a paid role, but that don't mean that he doesn't love the club and passionate about it. Yeah. Is he boring? In my opinion, yes. Uh, Mikey T, does he do a good job? Yes. Do they do a good job? It's okay for what it is. I'm not a big fan of it, but then I try and watch games more live than watching on TV, so it's probably not aimed at me. We've spoke about this before. Do I think they need to bring someone younger in as well? Yes. Would I like to hear more ex-players on there? Yes. Do you know what I mean? It does annoy me a little bit that sometimes, again, we don't let outsiders in. It's like it's a closed shop with regards to the WDON commentary team. Uh, The other day I was listening, I think it was a Tuesday night game, 
Rob was doing the commentary because Mikey T had to do the stadium announcing. Why not ask someone else to come in and do a bit of the commentary? Why Mikey's who's doing the announcing? You not just got Rob until yeah. Mikey T's available. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I said I think they're worried that if someone comes in and they're really good, everyone will be like, "Well, you two are not needed anymore." Sorry, and they've been doing it for years. Let's for, let's not forget they started W Don from scratch. Him, uh, Mikey T, Rob, and I think it's Barry. I think his name is. I can't. Uh, BJ sixty nine on or sixty six. BJ sixty six. I know that was his nickname. Uh, remember that do you know what I mean and they put a lot of effort they go up and down the country doing it 100% is it, is it outdated possibly uh, and I think they do maybe need a bit fresher and younger uh, commentary I think it? I think the other challenge as well is that the fact that if, if someone wants to do it they, they'll have to do it every single week I don't I don't think it's fair to have these guys go in and out and dive in and out they put their hand up they do it I think I think they're decent I think the other challenge as well which is never easy is the fact that more and more people are watching the watching the games rather than listening to them, mm. and sometimes it's kind of a they get can be. I think sometimes the commentary can be different because it's kind of is it an audio or is it is it is it a radio or is it a TV show if that makes sense? And I think sometimes people get a bit frustrated because you kind of like it sounds like it's a radio game. Um, I don't have a huge problem, but I don't really listen to them to be honest with you. So if someone else wanted to do it, I, I don't think it'd do any harm doing it and obviously new guests and stuff are great but I've listened to other people and other and other commentaries and they're equally as average oh um, yeah 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 and, yeah and and again these remember these people are they've signed the charter they're in with the club uh Rob will speak to Johnny Jackson in the, and and be at the training ground all the time so he's not going to mug them off or take the piss out of them and then then have to deal with them on a professional level do you know what I mean so let's take that into account as well definitely where do you see the future of the club going? 10 million debt, an incompetent board. Is this season's league position paving over the cracks of a terrible future? Uh, not in my opinion. I don't think so. I've, I think we're we're batting above average at the moment with ninth and we've got a really bad budget. Yes, we have a debt. <laughs> the, only, excuse me. the only thing we can do is trust the people that we've put in charge. And again, it's a democracy. We have voted for these people to go on the board. I know they're co-opting people and ain't happy about that. But we have to trust that they've got the money in a thing. If it all goes tits up, then the people that want to sell the club will get their way because we'll have to go into administration, which means we'll have to look for a buyer to come in and take the club forward. So, yeah, I, I don't think this paper's over the cracks. Things could be done better, and hopefully they will be done better. But again, I, I, I do believe a lot of the stuff at Wimbledon is outdated. And and my, my main problem with the club is that we've got – and I. I've said this before. There's a lot of people within the club that are so scared of losing the role that they have. They're very snaky, very snide about the way they go about doing things. And there's no way of outsiders getting in who could do a better job and, and people that are trained could do a better job. And that is my big, big issue with the club at the moment uh, and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't think the club's in a particularly bad place. I know the debt is a worry and a concern, but I feel like if the, if the absolute nightmare of nightmares I still think that people would come up and would. I think that the club itself has been so successful and it's been so positive I, I, I cannot for the life of me see how it'll be in the best interest of everybody for the club to go absolutely belly up so no I don't worry about us at all and that, and that, as I said that was my only my only main issue is some people need to kind of let go and if you ain't got trained people and they're not doing the greatest job we have to we rely on volunteers so much 
but and I'm not again this is not me having to go to the volunteers and stuff because they're brilliant and we relied on them for so many years but you wouldn't get a someone who worked in a subway to come and do Michelin fine dining and and that's what sometimes happens at our club yeah, I agree. do you think the Don's Trust should be renamed as its purpose has changed to being a link between PLC and fans kind of gone over the Don's Trust quite a lot I think we need more of a like Danny said not a fanzine but a fans group maybe instead of Don's Trust that then speaks to the PLC board or we have two yep. Don's Trust board members sitting on the PLC board and that's it we only have don't need such a big Don's Trust but yeah we are uh, can't keep going on about that all night. Uh, how yep. many new players do you think we will need in during the next summer transfer window? It's a tough one because it depends on who's summer. Yeah, the summer window. We've got Little Bugle and Curry at the moment out of contract. Uh, guessing we'll move on. Pierce will guess we'll move on. Brown. Pierce, uh, Brown and Pell, we think, would be the yeah, that's main the three. One, yeah. Zanev's got a really big decision to make, so I'd imagine he would go as well. Nightingale, obviously, would, would potentially. Robinson be gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that Rebels? Of course, I forgot about him. Um, yeah, I, I guess it'd be the usual. We'll need another, I don't know, seven or eight. But but with the loan players, take away the loan players as well. We all know it. Every year, it's almost been a massive re, a re, an overhaul. But I'd be a surprise if Armani Little went anywhere else. I'd be, um, I feel like apart from the big three of um, Billa, maybe Tilly and that, but I don't think Tilly's going to, go anywhere I think apart from Alhamdi, Curry and Billa I feel like everyone else will probably be here next year if we want them to be I've still got a few questions left Dan and we're about 40 minutes so we'll right. get through we might not be able to do anything else tonight uh, All right, mate. will we see an academy goalkeeper make it through to be outright number one Great question. Great oh. question. Because we've had so I was talking about this today, actually. I was talking to a good mate of mine, um, Nick Torpy, who does a bit of coaching over at um, Dawkin. Lovely, lovely fella. His brother was Steve Torpy, who's played for uh, quite a few clubs, Millwall, um, Scunthorpe, and that lot up front. I think he might have played against the Don's ones, actually. Um, really nice guy. But we're talking you, about you, the Academy Keepers. We had you, Spike Brits, Spike Mannion, Brits, Will Mannion. We had the Bursic. All gone on to represent countries, all gone on to be good goalkeepers at professional level. Uh, is this your question that you sent in? Is that why you're saying it's a great question? No, 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 no. My, I haven't had, I haven't learned my one yet. <laughs> I mean, I've, uh, written, I've written three or four, but yeah, I'd, I'd love us to, I'd love us to have the opportunity. But what I would say is that we've had a really good success rate of loan keepers. I can only really feel, think of, I mean, I know Sam Walker wasn't, was a bit more of a reactor. Oh, at, at the beginning of the season, when you have the beginning of the season, it's like, right, that's our number one. The only person I felt really disappointed with was um, King. But yeah, then went he, on to do all right. At and now he's, stuff. I think he's now, he's now at Wolves. <laughs> mad, so man. like, it's mad. I think one thing. Nathan Trot was all right. I think, but in general, I think that having an academy keeper is great. If you're in a position where you, the rest of your team is sort of mid table, where we've been of late, it's really hard to justify it, being able to gamble on a youth keeper. But I don't know how good they are. To be honest, we'll, yeah. we'll find out. I think that's the thing. I don't, know if we ever will have our own academy goalkeeper come through because keepers academy keepers are young 
Do you know what I mean? And and if they're that good, like Matt Cox is, he went to Brentford and now playing in League One. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, they all went on to play for higher teams than us when they went on. Like Berzik went to Stoke and started playing in Championship. Will Mannion, I know he dropped down to Cambridge, I think. I don't know where he is from there. But he, yeah, went, he's he, went, he went up to Hull before that and was playing yeah. for Hull. Which was... And he played in the Champions League for some Cypriot team, I think. Yeah, so, and I, again, I think one thing that we have to keep and and has been so good for us is Ashley Bays. Ashley Bays, I don't know what he does with the keepers and where, where wherever they come from, Arsenal, well, Ramsdale weren't from Arsenal, but look at what he done for Ramsdale, Ruse, uh, what he's doing for Bass, even Trot and stuff like that. Yeah, I think Ashley Bays has been phenomenal yeah. for us and he's an absolute ARC woman, woman and legend. Which way trip are you most looking forward to in the remainder of this season? So for me, I'm going to Salford on the 16th of December. Not being out there, I'm taking my boy up to Manchester. We're going to go to the uh, classic football shirts, Manchester up there. Check that out. We're going to go for something to eat uh, up there. We were going to look, maybe possibly see if we could do an Old Trafford Stadium tour, but that don't work for us. Uh, and I'm looking forward. I've not been to Salford, ticking it off one of my uh, 92 uh, and doing that in a few weeks. Uh, other than that, yeah, I, I, I love an away day. So wherever, really. Yeah, I was going to go to Salford, but it's my my lovely wife's birthday and my little girl's birthday the week before, so Salford is is problematic. I, I was meant to go to Tranmere last year, but I was really really ill, so I couldn't go. So I think if I can squeeze the opportunity to go to Tranmere, that would be that would be high up on my list. Uh, and then next year, I've got I've, I've got to attempt to go Barrow. I'm going to have to try it if we're in the same league. Barrow's so, a thing that you do once, you never do it again. Yeah, well, I feel I yes. feel like I do I do. I do feel like that's that that's got to be my next step. I'm trying to work out who else we've got this year. I kind of always play around with it. Oh no, I tell you what, Wrexham, Wrexham January, in it. I'm going yeah. doing doing Wrexham January. I oh, think no. that might be one I'd like, I'd quite look forward to doing. So, yeah, yeah. Re- let's let's say Wrexham. Salford for me in a couple of weeks. So, how much do you think the current squad is worth on the transfer market today? Uh, it's a tough one for me because I think we've got. A, a striker in Ali that we could possibly get two mil for. Yeah. We have a player in Curry that I think is probably worth about half a million to 750 grand. We won't yeah. get that because he's out of contract, but I think he's worth. Uh, Little and Reeves are, are decent. So I th- it's a tough what their actual worth is as a whole squad. Uh, I think we're, we're decent, really. If you look at players like Ainaz, Joe Lewis and stuff, Alex Bass, they could go for big money, I think. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I reckon I reckon we're worth four million. And I reckon of that four million, I reckon Ali's worth Ali, <clears throat> Billa and Curry are probably two and a half of that. Yeah. And then I think after that, Tilly is three, four hundred thousand and everyone only, else kind of fits around it. The only good thing for us with regards to Ali is a lot of clubs apparently after him. So that could be a bidding war that could yeah. work in our favour, especially That'd if right, some that, of the that would be a right club. So, uh, what should the transfer priority be in January? Keeping certain players, turning some loans into permanents, or adding extras to the squad? Uh, all three of them for me. I think keeping certain players. I'd love to keep Ali for the whole summer. Again, I don't think we'll keep Curry. I'd love to turn uh, Lewis into a permanent, but I don't think that could be the case either. I think Stockport must be looking at that situation, thinking he's doing really well there. Let's see how we get on this year. If we go up, then maybe we can shift him on to a Mansfield or someone for a bit more money. Yeah. Adding extras to the squad, I think we need to add a, a, a striker. So uh, what? So out of the three, then, if I said to you, 
Um, you're going to keep. You can keep Ali in January. You can turn Joe Lewis into a permanent, or you can bring in a backup or or a lone player of your choice in it or any position you want. What order are you putting him three? Ali first. Really in January. Because again, you said earlier, his goal involvement is yep. huge. Yeah. Uh, and and the only way you win, win games, I don't. We did it last the other year, didn't we? When we sold our strikers and we didn't get anyone in and we struggled. I think yep. that would happen again. I think we'd fall off a cliff again and yep. people would go mental. Uh, turning loans in, I don't think that's a massive rush because I think we can speak to Stockport at the end of the season. As much as I love to see Joe Lewis turned into permanent, I don't think it has to be a priority. Uh, and then the squad, I think we will in January fill up. I understand that there's a couple of solid old Moore players we're looking at. Okay. Uh, yeah, so... I think the main priority's got to be keeping Ali until at least the, the summer and then say to him, we'll let you move on then. You go and score 20 goals, you get the assist, your, your stats are going to be solid, we'll take two mil for you then. Yeah, okay. I, 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 yeah, Joe Lewis would be a big one for me. And I feel like Ali going in January or, or the summer, if we're safe, I think it's negligible. I don't think we're, we're going to be pushing to go up. So whether or not I'd be tempted to go right, Joe Lewis, I wanna, I want you, and I'm thinking of having you captain next year. Um, whether I'd stick that as a priority, I, I don't, I don't overly know. Mm. But Ali, I think, yeah, that that was a good question. Whoever sent that in. No, I'm guessing this is your last one as well. What does, was me my last one? Does the club need? Uh, this is our last question of the night. Okay. Does the club need other media outlets such as fanzines, other podcasts, and the like, or do we? Wow, whoever sent that, they must be right on the right page, same page as me. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, uh, and we spoke about that earlier. Again, I don't think you bring fanzines back, other podcasts, and the like. Uh, I, I, I think there's always places for podcasts. There might be a need for uh, some of the youngsters to do them. Uh, the Don's on tour and. Uh, Kyle and stuff to maybe do a, a podcast. People don't realise how much effort gets put into a podcast. I know me and Danny do just turn up, but it is taking time out of your day and stuff and putting it all together. Uh, yeah, I've, more the merrier, really. You know what I mean? We are the number one podcast, which I'm proud of. Uh, yeah. There's room for everybody. Always. Right, that is question time done. Uh, Bosh. Yeah, I... I we are unfortunately not going to be able to get through anything else today. So, Danny, we're going to have to put the uh, the selfie on the back burner. Can we'll I... discuss that in another episode and get that maybe next week. Get that out. Uh, but, yeah, that is question time. Thanks very much, everyone, for sending your questions in. Again, I thought we'd get five or six. I didn't think we'd get that many. Uh, we have uh, learned something today, though. If I become ASC Women Manager, I would do a better job than Danny Baker. Wow. And uh, yeah, we are playing on Saturday. We haven't. We're not going to preview the game against Wickham. It's the EFL Cup. We're already through. Lyle Taylor's going to score, guaranteed. Hopefully, we play some players that need minutes. And uh, yeah, a win's a win. But I'm not too bothered about Saturday too much. Uh, and we'll come on to next week. Well, enjoy all your weekends, everybody. Very rarely do we get in the season <laughs> a free weekend. So go and get stuck in. Go and enjoy it. Yeah, come on, you duns. Go on, Bruce. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.